Welcome to Dodgers Daily. Casey Porter here. So glad that you decided to tune in. We have a very, very, very special guest today. Peter Hubeck, who you're seeing on your screen here, joins Dodgers Daily for the third time. So, hey, Peter, I know you're super busy. I super appreciate you coming in again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always, always a pleasure. Okay, man. So I'm interrupting a game, I think, of, of pickleball. Is that right? Yeah, I was just playing a little pickleball getting getting blood moving a little bit (laughs) oh nice nice okay so i know you're from baltimore you're a huge baltimore ravens fan and uh, you follow them very heavily i believe they're in first place like eight and three they're at the first place of afc north so first of all i've got to have a rundown of the ravens for this year what type of team are they and can they win the super bowl man they're yeah they're they're a gritty team they um i think they got a good shot man last week they lost mark andrews which was it's a devastating blow, but I think I think Lamar will be all right. I think he'll bounce back. I think uh, I think Odell's gonna play a little bit bigger role. So hopefully they can. I got a good feeling of this year. I got a good feeling. So are you back in Baltimore for the off season? I am. I uh, I just got back this week. I was spending. I spent three weeks in uh, Arizona at uh, the complex, just working out. Yeah, man. How do you do that? Go from California to Arizona to Baltimore, man. That's gotta be cold, right? Oh, it's yeah, it's it's cold. It's a it's a nice forty five and raining here in Baltimore right now. So hopefully, some, get some good weather coming here. Okay, man. So I mentioned last year you you started out in a rancho, then you got moved up to Great Lakes. And I'll tell you what, after about your second performance in Great Lakes, you were just absolutely lights out. So talk about your season last year, jumping the two levels, and how you finished. Yeah, I was I was really happy with the season I had last year. Um, I got to move up from Rancho to Great Lakes in um, the end of July, and a little little rough start in Great Lakes. But um, me and me and Dave Dave Anderson, we, we had um, we we made a couple really good changes, just simplifying simplifying some mechanics, just making sure I can repeat my mechanics every throw. And um, I really think that was the biggest biggest change in a good way at the end of the year. Just um, being able to repeat my mechanics really well. Well, you mentioned making changes to the minor leagues. You are one of the guys that are using the minor leagues to the fullest. You're also, you know, you came to the Dodgers with the big curveball, the big fastball, the frame that that's going to play at the major league level too, you know, but they've added a slider to your mix too. And I know that's been a process for you. So talk about where your pitch mix is at right now. Yeah, the slider. So the slider is something we are beginning to work on in last spring training. So it was a new, totally new pitch for me. And uh, it, it took a while, but um, you know, with the help of all the great coaches there, and even even some of the players, they helped me a lot with um, just different different grips that felt right, and really like kind of what you want the feeling to come out of your hand with the slider. So I felt like as long the longer the season went on, the more the more effective the slider got, and the more comfortable I really got using it. So I was super super happy with the slider. Still got. So that's still a big focus point for me this offseason, just making it a little bit harder, making it uh making some changes to it. But really glad I have the base of that now and I feel like I can run with that and make it making make it a better pitch. Yeah, hopefully be a four pitch pitcher, fastball, curveball, the big the big curveball, change up mm-hmm. and then slider, right? Yes. Yes. Where are you at weight rise wise right now? I know one ninety's your target. I'm creeping up to one ninety. I'm uh 186 today so we're we're nice. getting there well i'm very confident i'll be to 190 by uh spring training it's a uh, it's always a battle to gain weight but you know it's it's something i really 
dedicated this off season to and feel like I'm doing a good job so far. Speak for yourself, brother, when you talk about a battle for gaining weight. <laughs> know, hey, what what is the fastest pitch you threw this year? Um, I was up to ninety seven a couple times this year. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? so I think I was up to ninety seven, averaging around ninety three five, up to ninety four average. So I was my goal was to have around ninety four average. So that um I was I was super close to that. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but I was I was pretty close to that goal. What are some things? And of course, you had just elite instruction there at Gilman under Larry Sheets, who mm-hmm. is the dad of Gavin Sheets, who's with the White Sox. Larry also played in the major league. That was your high school coach, Cal Ripken Jr. Also coached at Gilman, and then obviously you had your dad, who I believe still is the principal at, at Gilman Upper Upper School there, which is a, a wonderful baseball person too. So you came to the Dodgers with elite instruction to begin with. So what are some of the things now that after your second year in professional baseball? that you look back on you go you know what i came to the dodgers good enough to be a professional already doing those things yeah i think i think what coach sheets really instilled and like the whole gilman the whole gilman baseball program really instilled in me was um just how to just like how to play the game the right way i mean coach sheets he wouldn't he wouldn't really let us get away with with much foolishness on the field at practice anywhere at all so having him really prepared me i feel like to go right into coach manager shoemaker coach shoe so um that was a great transition it um coach sheets prepared me super well for for minor for minor league ball for sure what are some things that you came into professional baseball thinking okay well i think i'm pretty good at this i think i'm good enough to be a major leaguer doing this and that or whatever it may be that you've kind of realized now after two years that you actually had to change um i would i would say I've always thought I had a pretty good work ethic, but just seeing some of the older guys, you know, the Bobby Millers, the Gavin Stone, just how those guys just really go about their business super professionally. Just, it was super eye-opening, especially last spring training, being being able to be around those guys. And, um, you know, if you think you work hard, there's there's people who are working harder. So it's, it's pretty cool to see those guys, how they just take care of business. What would you say that you're doing at right now as we speak? What are you doing the best pitching-wise? Well, as the season went on, I made a couple couple of changes to my delivery. And um, I feel like going into this next season, I feel really, really comfortable. I have a really good idea of what I want my delivery to look like. And kind of I know how it feels when it's on now. So, you know, that's that's a big – that's huge help from Coach Anders, Dave, Dave, um, Sean Coyne, um, Rob Hill, all those guys just – really working on a set like a good a good um just just a more professional approach to to pitching in a way it's super cool the dodgers hey they're not worried about necessarily statistics in the minor leagues they're worried about the process they take a guy like you they add a pitch they add some some tweaks to mechanics and you're doing it you know trying to get professional hitters out so they understand that it's not always going to look great on a stat sheet right so that has to be really relaxing to a guy like you doesn't it it is it's it's definitely comforting i mean if we work in between in between starts bullpen days you know that's it's a big day for me that's something i realized this this past season was it's it's basically i kind of treated it as a second second start day almost so just really take taking care of your business on um not only start days but bullpen days and every other day but um 
really having a plan for the bullpens, which is something that I didn't really have before, I feel like. And um, I think that really helped me going into the start day this year. A lot of a lot of the times you and Jared Kiros have kind of been on the same track you got moved up almost the exact same time last year to Great Lakes you both had almost the exact same results for Great Lakes down the stretch you guys were both tremendous both in the regular season the last couple of games and then also in the playoffs so are you guys pretty close in the sense that that you guys have been on the same track oh yeah we um I didn't really know him too well before the beginning of last year but we you know we were we, we got really close this year He's um, he's a great guy to bounce ideas off of, and um, it was super fun being able to move up with him at the same time. And um, we got to pitch on a lot of the same days, so either I would piggyback him or he would piggyback. And those those games are probably the most the most memorable of this past season. Just when me and him would be able to go out and put up put up some good good innings for for the loons all right this is your third time in i think i'm good i'm in good enough to to ask this question okay who has the better curveball you or Karos? that's actually funny you asked that because we um i actually got him i'm gonna take credit here a little bit i got him to (laughs) i I got him to spike the curveball i talked him into it about uh a month into the season and it's something that really benefited me a couple years ago spiking the curveball and we have similar metrics on the fastball and the curveball. And I thought, you know, like we both, we bounce ideas off each other. So I, I don't, I don't know who's is better, but it's, it's, it's fun. Just talking back and forth, kind of friendly competitions. So what does the spike do to a, a curveball? As far as the movement goes, what exactly does it do to the movement? Um, For me, for me personally, it's more of a, it's, it's more it's much more pressure on my pointer finger so i can really rip that down i try to get the pointer finger over the curveball so it gets that 12 6 12 6 movement and i can just apply as much pressure as i can with the pointer finger and really you can really just rip it rip it from there sounds like it separates it from your slider a little bit more maybe yeah 100 percent. it also um i think it allows me to throw the curveball a little bit harder i've been um something I kind of focused on was making I tried to make every curveball over over 80 miles per hour this year which I did a pretty good job with and um you know some some stats say that if you're over 80 miles per hour with the curveball the swing misses go up a lot which I found helpful so just trying to throw it as hard as I can with um with that with that 12-6 movement I felt benefited a lot I see you're in your car. You said it's 45 degrees outside and raining. Got the heater going? Oh, I got a heat seats on and everything. Okay, good. So I have a couple more minutes here then. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So 107 strikeouts, 85.2 innings. What is it about your stuff that was so that that created so much swing and miss last year? Um, I think I think I worked I think the use of tunneling really helped me just like getting, getting so able. So explain to, that to fans. I've tried to explain a couple of times. Yeah. I don't do a very good job explaining. Can you explain that to fans? Absolutely. So in my head, it all starts with the fastball. So if you have a more vertical approach on the fastball, which would be more, more of a true, true backspin fastball, you can play that off of, you can, you set the line off of the fastball and so like a high fastball would play really well with a curveball because so it doesn't look like it pops as much and it really helped me with the slider because the slider my goal was to make it look as much like a fastball as possible so kind of trying to throw 
throw the slider in the same spot as the fastball, but little have that little movement at the end to uh, just keep hitters off balance, really. So basically you start at a one line of your fastball, then, then one pitch turns left, one drops, and one might turn right, right? Right, right. That That's pretty – that's pretty amazing. I, I wouldn't want to be a hitter nowadays. That, that's incredible. Hey, uh, you want you ready to answer some fun questions here? Absolutely. Okay. Mentioned it earlier. Larry Sheets was your, your head high school baseball coach. Cal Ripken Jr. also coached in the program while his son was coming through. And your dad was the coach at Gilman. Right. So I got to ask you, you grew up at the ballpark with all these guys around you. You got to see all these cool dudes playing high school as you're growing up. What's the number one memory you, you can think of from that time in your life? I think, I think just being able to be the bat boy. I was I was the bat boy for for Gilman when I was probably in elementary school, a little bit of middle school, and just being able to have that real big helmet on, grabbing the bats, and um, just seeing how Coach Sheets and Cal Ripken goes about practice, and just just how they run it is. It was I was so lucky to have that at a young age, and. You know, obviously, Cal Ripken and Coach Sheets, Baltimore, Baltimore baseball legends, especially Cal Ripken. You know, I'll throw Coach Sheets in there, but um, just being around great baseball minds really helped me. Um, I think kind of grow a passion for the game, just to see how like intricate the details of baseball actually are. It's so much more just that than that meets the eye. I would say. I'm sure you got dumped in plenty of trash cans, locked in lockers, and sent to the concession stand to get a million Gatorades in your day, right? <laughs> no question. No question. Okay. What celebrity would you say that people say you look like the most? Oh, I think there's a show that's called You. I'm not exactly sure who the character is. Oh, yeah. It's my wife's favorite. It came out of season two yeah. like six months ago. It did. I, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Um probably it's probably number one i get nice the dude off of you i think think so that that is awesome yeah i totally see it that is absolutely awesome okay (laughs) what movie character do you relate to the most and why Oof! i watched whiplash recently it's with uh it's young miles teller it i don't know how much i relate to that character exactly but um it's just about his his journey with uh, being a drummer and just how passionate he was. He kind of gave gave a lot of made a lot of sacrifices to become the best drummer that he could. And I feel like you can use that in especially going through the minor leagues. It's it's a really cool movie that we all all of us at Great Lakes watch together. A lot of us and um, yeah, just I would say that. Fantastic. Okay, if you could be an animal, which animal would you be and why? Um, I'll be an eagle, probably. So you I could think, fly? I think I would fly. I think, uh, you know, I think, I think they're, <laughs> I think, I think it's a pretty, pretty special animal. I don't know. It's owner, the owner, the guy. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What is the funniest thing that has happened to you recently? Ooh, funniest thing. I'm not exactly sure the funniest thing. I um I actually went up to University of Maryland with uh Bubba Lean this past weekend. So we, we had a lot of good laughs. We um ate some good food, just kinda reflected on the season a little bit, just had a good time. So that was that was super fun. Fantastic. Last fun question for me. If you could be the best at something in the world other than baseball, what would it be and why? Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say chess, actually. I, really? 
I don't know why. I think. Did you uh, see Queen's Gambit? I haven't. Oh, I that's haven't. good. Got to see that one. I will. But um, I don't know. You know, I'm not a big chess player, but I think I think it's a super cool game. I think um, I would love to one day beat Jack Dreyer in chess. I know he's a big chess guy, so um, that that would be. I think that would be really cool to be good at chess. You might be able to figure out a way to beat Jack Dreyer in chess one day, but you will not be able to figure out how to beat him in a Rubik's Cube. That is not going to happen. I gave up on that. Trust me. That's, that's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> okay, Peter. Hey, man, this, like, like I said, this is the third time you've come into Dodgers Daily. I super appreciate the time that you give me. And, hey, super enjoyed the progress that you made last year. Been watching you all the way since you, you came into the organization and just the – you know, just the improvement, progress, just day by day you've made. Super impressive. So thank you so much, Peter Hubeck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate everything you do.